this is like off topic a little. What do you think is the best BT uncut video of all time? Tip drill. Tip drill. Gotta be tip drill, right? Got no panties on. You got no panties on. That's tip, oh, tip drill. No, gotta no, be. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Tip drill is legendary, but I think Chingy's right there. Because I love, I love, I love, I love, I love you like la 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 la. What's goody too, hoodie? It's your boy Diero, and this is the Big Dope Energy Podcast, BDE. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, and I love you. If this is your first time, baby, you already know what to do. Welcome to the party. Grab a drink and subscribe. Congratulations are in order if you're hearing this, because that means you made it to the final round of 2020. That's not to say that 2021 isn't going to come in on some weird bullshit, but you know, at least we can cross this one off the calendars for now. There's a vaccine out there for the Rona, but baby, I'm going to let y'all check it out first because uh, I was nervous as hell about even getting a flu shot this year because I thought they were trying to disguise that as a tester vaccine, but we shall see. Uh, One person who probably might want to check out that vaccine, though, is our dear sweet baby, 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 Ashanti. Bruh. Yeah, it sucks. She was uh, set to go head-to-head with Keisha Cole this week on the latest versus battle. But uh, at the 11th hour, she announced that she had coronavirus, which is crazy. But you'll hear more about that during the episode in a minute, as well as a Wendy Williams update. And of course, the usual gems dropping here, there, everywhere, and the bombs, and the love, and all this and all that. Baby, what am I even talking about? Without further ado, let's get into episode 7 with Leah Lou and Mac motherfucking Trey. What's goody? Hi. Hi. We back, we black. Yo. <laughs> All right, so another week. So we missed last week because me and Leah were uh, busy playing Dr. Phil and Phyllis on another podcast. Uh, I think it's, what is that? Uh, winning Broken Hearts. And um, yeah, I think we're certified now. We can have our own show, right? Right. I, I thought it was good. Yeah, so. It's a good combo. Really, the the moral of that story was you gotta leave these niggas alone. I think that's like really the <laughs> the moral to any like broken heart story. Pretty much. I mean, not to give the whole conversation away, but basically, yeah, if you're not getting what you want, leave and go get what you want. Do it. Period. And that's really in life, to be honest. I mean, if anything about 2020 has showed you something, it's just like, bro, we ain't got no time to waste. You really don't have time to be doing things that don't serve you. So do what does. Absolutely. Mm, That's a bar. That is a bar. Yeah. Do what serves you. I like that. Yeah. Yo, so without further ado, let's jump into some things. So Wendy Williams, man, she has, she's had a crazy 2020. (laughs) Uh, she has. Yeah, no, I mean, just recently on her show, I mean, I talked about it on episode, I don't know, I want to say it's like two or three, uh, but she's been having some moments of her going in and out. Um, she, you know, she had that incident uh, not too long ago, like I think it was like last year, a couple years ago, where she fainted. And just right. recently, she was going off on uh, who's the DJ that everybody goes off on, including Nicki Minaj. Funk Master Flex. Funk Master Flex. Because he got <laughs> liposurgery and she's like, right. oh, you motherfuckers. She didn't say motherfucker. That's, that's just my color. But she said, oh, you motherfuckers crucified me. But y'all let him get on here and do all this and that, 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 that. And she was dead serious. You could tell when she's playing and when she's serious. And she was dead serious. Well, and her mom just died. But this was before anybody knew her mom died. So I think, yeah, that might have played a part in it. Yeah. Um, but she's been doing these random. And I think 
she's been going off randomly and she's been having these moments because her mom was sick and she knew that something was about to happen. Mm, maybe, yeah. But on top of that, she, uh, who was it? The DJ, DJ Booth, who she used to have on the show, who used to work with Nicki Minaj, they've been kind of going back and forth behind the scenes and she hates her new DJ and she put him on blast about wanting lipo just like Funkmaster Flex. It was just the whole thing. And then, of course, on top of all that, just recently it got announced that her mom died over the weekend last weekend. And she came back to the show the next day and said that her mom died many, many weeks ago. It's just weird. But, I mean, on the upside, she did come out with her trailer for her new movie. Uh, and that movie, what is it called? Oh, really basic. It's called Wendy Williams, the movie. <laughs> Uh, and it's a documentary about her life, and it really it gives me like Kardashian vibes, right? Like everything we've been seeing on TV has been set up to be something bigger for a production, which makes me think like has all this stuff been fake or real? I think it's all been real, but I think whoever's behind the scenes like steering this stuff for money has been doing a good job at making sure that it goes a certain way for this movie. Sure, um, I want to say Wendy Williams. I feel like is. Because she's kind of the queen of like reinvention. There's a whole generation of people who know her just because of her TV show mm-hmm. and who don't know that she was, you know, a notorious radio figure way back in the day. Um, and people hated her. Wendy, Wendy. <laughs> and, you know, no one was, you know, a, a fan. Um, I was even kind of shocked when she got a TV show because I was like, "Really? Like nobody likes you? Like Jay Jay Z doesn't like you? Like <laughs> why do you have a show?" Um, so I my hope is that her movie goes into just how she started um, and the things that she you know kind of had to go through and um, you know just to get to where she is today. I mean, before my grandmother passed, like she was a huge Wendy Williams fan because of the show, and I'm like. Do you know she fought Angie Martinez? Like- <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so crazy is that there's a whole generation. That's what's so cool about the difference between TV and radio. Radio, you can be like this villain. You can have all this bad shit going on. But the minute you hit TV, it's kind of like you're introducing yourself to a whole new audience, a bigger audience who really doesn't care about what you did before this. They just know you for what you are now. And if you guys peep, the shock jack, Wendy Williams, and the TV personality daily uh, day, day show, anyway, they're two different people. You know what I mean? Like, she really is likable now. Like, when I watch her on TV, she's pretty likable. When I heard her on the radio, she was not likable. So, like you said, Queen of Reinvention. And I think this is a good next step for her because I think she's looking at the long, like, the long game, right? So, she wants to be up there with the Howard Stearns. And I feel like people don't see her in in that light. I don't even see her making it that far, to be honest. She's been, like... Barely, in my mind, barely hanging on to what she's got now. Really? Yeah, dude. I mean, if you watch that show, like her and like Norman, Norman's the guy who like produces the stuff from like behind the scenes. He's jumping on there to help her out more times than not. Uh, when I feel like he maybe shouldn't, like she should have this on her own, but she spaces out a lot. She, she just, she's not with it. And I think part of that is the fact that she's going through this new divorce with somebody who she should probably should have been divorced. 
And it's just, she's just having a, such a hard time and just not, they had to go on hiatus for like a month or so just recently, I think earlier this year during the pandemic. And then before the pandemic, when all the stuff just happened with her husband. So she's needing to take more and more breaks. And it just looks like a sign that, yo, if I don't get some help or if I don't get this shit together, then I'm not going to be able to do this for much longer. I think that she's done enough work to solidify her name and her career. Wendy Williams gives me Joan Rivers vibes. Mm. Um, and that's who I like equate her kind of, uh, I guess, legacy to in my head is, you know, Joan Rivers was also a comedian. And really, I mean, I, I think she had like a steady career, but there's so many people who knew and loved her towards the end of her life. And I think that Wendy Williams has that same kind of following. Um, there's a lot of people who remember her, you know, from back in the day on radio, but she's since made a new name for herself. I think she's beloved by, you know, many people, her fans love her, hate her. I mean, people know who she is. She has a legacy in that. Um, I want to say she has like a clothing line on QVC. <laughs> like she has a whole base of people who, who follow her and they know who she is. And, um, you know, I think the, the, life stuff aside i think she she's created a legacy for herself even if she stopped everything you know today i i think that you know she's created a name and she will be famous or infamous for that forever i think the big thing for me about everything that's going on with her right now is i think she just needs to take a break and I think the most fucked up thing about show business and how it works is people are pretty much eating off of her and they don't really care about her mental health. They don't really care about what's going on in her personal life. All they care about is ratings. They've given her a lot of breaks, though. So if she needs any more breaks, that's what I'm saying. She's on a brink of just breaking it all off. Because, I mean, at this point, you've made however much money. You've achieved however much fame. I mean, I'm pretty sure in her mind, she's not done, but in her physical being, I think she might be pretty close to being done. I mean, she doesn't wear any high heels anymore. Not, I don't even think she was infamous for wearing high heels in the first place, but it's very evident where it's just like, bro, I am hanging on by thread here on your, on your last leg. Right. Quite literally. I but think. even if her show did stop, I think that she's become big enough of a figure where she can do hosting gigs. She can continue. She could do a podcast. She can continue to build. I I do believe she has a clothing line or some kind of line on QVC or whatever the shopping networks are. Um, I think she can continue that, you know, the tiny role that she had in, um, what was it? Think like a man. I think she could do more things like that. Like I, I don't, I think even if her show ends, we will still and maybe always hear from Wendy Williams. Always and forever. <laughs> so here's and, my question for both of y'all. What's up? Will you be tuning into Lifetime for the biop? Hell, motherfucking yeah. <laughs> I love the mess. I love the mess. I mean, this whole thing, like every time something happened with Wendy Williams, it was something where you had to run to, you know, whatever website you go to or run to the news or whatever to figure out what the fuck was going on. And it just all, it was all very, not shock jockey, like we said earlier, but very, it was just good entertainment. So I'm sure that will 
come forth in the Lifetime doc that um, she's producing, which I think is kind of weird because I mean, no, I think that's ideal. I think when the artist or the person is involved, it makes it so much better. Did y'all see all Leah's? It was trash. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I forgot all about that. TLC's was bomb because they had a role in it. The Clark sisters bomb. They, you know, they apparently had a role in it. Um, I mean, not that it's Lifetime, but Straight Outta Compton was, I thought, amazing. Straight Outta Compton was definitely a classic. Yep. Um, So, I mean, I think that, I mean, we also have to keep in mind that it's a movie and things will be, uh, you know, I'm sure sugar-coated and whatever else. Just And it's just from her point of view at the end of the day. Right, so things will be left out. And we know this. But I'm, I'm definitely watching. I'm hella interested to see. Um, you know, just if there's something, what don't we know? What, you know, can we, I'm not a huge like fan of the show. I'm, I'm not, I can't say I'm necessarily a huge, a huge fan of hers, but I would, I'm always interested to know more about the person. What is the background? What is, what are the challenges? Um, you know, what are the goals? I like, I like, I would like to see her humanized. And I hope that that is what the film does. Word. Well, speaking of things that we want to watch, baby, tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. <laughs> I obviously can't be in nobody's versus. It's going to be me versus a damn front door. I leave, nigga. Uh, so Ashanti and Keisha Cole's versus is happening tonight. Did you guys actually see this lineup happening? I thought that it, it was I was a little shocked when I saw. I mean, I, I guess I thought it made sense, but I thought that Sierra and Ashanti would have been more appropriate. So, yeah, I understand by just the catalog, but by the catalog, Keisha did. By catalog, but also when they came out. Mm -hmm. Um, They, I mean, like at the time that they both were popping, I I would say it was B was coming out as a solo artist, Ashanti and Sierra. And we got Keisha a little bit later. And Ashanti was that girl before Beyonce hit the scene. She was. She was. She was. And then Beyonce, you know... Stole Came through from and fucking, uh, <laughs> right from everybody. Got me tripping. A <laughs> Marie. Yep. I still um, love me some A Marie. Don't play with her. <laughs> so, but you know, Keisha, I think, came out a little bit later, um, and I think that Keisha's just yes. Was it also R and B? Yes, but she came from a different genre of R&B or subgenre. Hers was a lot more gritty and a lot more, mm. um, you know, the, she gave me Mary J. Blige vibes, whereas Ashanti never gave me that. Yeah. Ashanti. Um, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. You know, so I, uh, to me, it's not like the ideal matchup. I, it makes sense to me. I get it. But, you know, I, I think that Sierra would have been a little bit more appropriate against yeah, I, Ashanti. I, I, agree. I, I think, think the Ashanti. It'd been more lit. Like it'd be more, more, more club anthems. More, you know. Yeah, and I was Keisha has later. a lot of deep cuts that a lot of people don't know about unless you follow Keisha or you grew up in, you know, the Bay Area to Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was saying that Keisha, uh, a better matchup for her probably would have been K. Michelle. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that because they are literally there along the same lines. But that would have been a dangerous motherfucking matchup. Like, that <laughs> oh, that would end up. So it's interesting you said K. Michelle because I've never 
truly followed her. Like she's always had a few songs that I liked, but when I was thinking, well, who could Keisha Cole go against? Mm. Part of me was thinking Fantasia, and I was like, but that doesn't even feel no, right. Ma'am. Fantasia yeah, no, ma'am. Fantasia would wash your like Foghorn, probably, but no. Who? Fan- uh, Jennifer Hudson, but that's not even oh. a real thing. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, when I thought Fantasia, I definitely thought Jennifer Hudson, but I didn't even consider um, K. Michelle. And I, I think that probably, yes, yeah. would be appropriate. But again, like uh, Keisha's from the Bay, uh, K. Michelle does not keep her mouth shut or her opinions to herself. That would have been more dangerous than the Gucci and, uh, <laughs> and Jeezy matchup. Like they had like armed security guards outside. They would have had that. It would have been 11 hip hop episode. Basically. I mean, but do they beef like in real life oh, or have they? Let me tell you, K. Michelle, I forgot on which mixtape it was, but she definitely kept coming for how Keisha Cole sings off key and it's cool. And um, Keisha said some shit, little shit here and there, but Keisha, I think, is from a different era, right? In her sure. mind. And I think just her soul is from the era right before all the social media shit. K. Michelle is like deep in it where, where she's going to give you like those those little hot takes and all that other shit right yeah right. Keisha Coach was like I heard her on a on, on another podcast um, lip service and they were talking about you know would you keep your man if this this and that and the way that she talked like she was like well if I got some information da, 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 I was like oh yeah you you a different breed <laughs> like, <laughs> no I'm gonna take my shit carefully I move a little bit more silently but I will beat your ass so what do we think is going to happen during this? For I mean, there's never really an actual winner or not, but who do you think is going to, I really do feel like Keisha Cole is going to come through surprising people and reminding people like, yo, I really do got not only hits, but my shit slaps. I, I just hope out of the whole thing that I feel like Keisha Cole has been so underappreciated and, you know, I hope people come to appreciate her, you know, be like, oh, I'm, I'm about to go download the uh, Keisha Cole Essentials on iTunes or I'm going to get a Spotify playlist because I feel like a lot of people don't really know about her. You know what I mean? So really? Well, you know what? Yeah, that's true. Because when you think about fucking the Super Bowl, when Katy Perry bought out Miss Yelly and everybody thought she was a new artist, I was weak. People thought Missy Elliott was people a new artist? People thought Missy Elliott was a new artist. Oh lord! Anyway. That's where we're at. We're music. It's <laughs> streaming versus whatever the fuck we were doing before. I can't even remember. Speaking of streaming and Spotify, I saw something today actually that said that for an artist to make a hundred k, they would need over thirty one million streams on Spotify. You know how many they need on Title? I Only knew. ten million. Come through, Title. This is we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get you a bag. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you what. Can I use your title? Um, the login? <laughs> no, that's so not I, how they get muddy, Trey. Get <laughs> yeah, that's true. Huh? You can't do that. <laughs> Gotta get your own, fool. Yeah, you need your own. Sorry. Who y'all got winning, though? So I love Keisha as a person and as a girl from the Bay. I, after like 2008, I stopped listening to her completely. Damn. Uh, um, yeah. That's when so, she moved to Atlanta, right? Once she got on TV, like with her show and the drama with the show, I stopped being interested in her. So, guys, this is crazy. Um, I hate to cut you off, but I just got a breaking news from Ashanti. Hey, y'all, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I tested positive for COVID-19. Shut the fuck up. I'm okay and not in any pain. I'm actually down to do the verses from my house. We're trying to figure it all out. Uh, I'm weak. Where'd you hear that? 
Um, Instagram. <laughs> What's the source, fool? Uh, no, DJ I Academics. Oh, okay. Wow. But I feel like you could do this shit from anywhere. It's literally like if the artists weren't there, this is what DJs have been doing for years. I've been going to versus parties for years. I went to the Rihanna versus Beyonce party. Super fucking lit. If they can make that happen in real life, that would be crazy. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if she said that because the intent was for them to be in person. And instead she's saying, you know, we got to figure something, another way to do this. Yeah, I mean, they've been in person. And I wonder if they've been like, I, I don't even think you rehearsed for something like this. So I'm sure they haven't been in touch with each other, but that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yikes. But um, I, I, I love the Bay. Obviously, I love Keisha, but um, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Ashanti. Baby, baby. And if you were going to choose one song from Ashanti to be like the standout finisher, what would that song be? If you, I started to put you on the spot, but what would that song be? For me, it's probably Baby. Mm, that song really hit. I yeah. got this Jones woman in my bones. I have like me. moments where like, and I, I could be with somebody or single, but I have moments where like, I feel that song in like my bones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it like it's all in my soul. I got this and Jones forming my bones. Yep, I I feel it. It's my car concert song. Everything like I have moments where I feel that. Um, but I'm gonna say I feel that way about Love by Keisha as well. Yeah, that's a classic. But I think Baby inches that out just a tad. Yeah, I just I think if Baby's Keisha a sexier Cole, song. To me. If Keisha Cole like comes out with, and I'm sure she will. With last night, like I'm getting up, I'm getting Ooh. drunk. You know, I'm saying. So, like, I never cared for that song. What? And it's like right around that era is when I started to like not be into her anymore. When she moved away from like Kanye producing and and well, whatever. I just wasn't into it. I didn't. I mean, that was on uh, Diddy's album, right? When yeah, he it was. was like, with do, it, the, do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, no, do when it. he had like the little group. Yeah, um, they were on that song. Yes, yeah, well, I didn't not, like that, that song, album. They were on that album. Yeah, you didn't like that album. That was a good not album. Not really. Yeah. The you, little, the one with Nicole Schwarzinger or whatever her last name is. Come to yeah, me. Yeah, but I can be. I like that song. But that like was that super. I like that song. It was more of an R and B song. I felt like that album was really poppy. And when Keisha, I felt got more poppy. That's when I was like, nah, I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah, I mean, but what choice did she have? Because R and B was dying around that time. Yeah, um, that was that was a rough time for R and B. True, and I I, I, I just remember us having Trey songs. <laughs> That's it. Yo, Trey songs had a fucking run. Like, say what you want about Trey songs. He was. Oh, I love, love I love Trey songs. I had nothing. I have nothing but positive things to say about Trey songs. But I just remember around that time when R and B was dying I just remember Trey songs it was just everything Trey songs but yo all, all jokes aside like not um, I think Baby's the finisher but I, I would be fine with Rock With You um, being the finisher as well I really like Rock With You wait by who? by Ashanti Rock, uh, how come I'm not remembering that song? oh baby I'm trying, is that Rock With You or Rock With Me? Rock With You no it's Rock With You oh yeah I would like to see her pull out Put a little umph in it I would Ooh. like to hear that Cause you know Keish gonna, Keisha Keish gonna come with the umph You ain't gotta worry about that <laughs> You said what Darren? <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat it 
I love that song. And I mean, I feel like, you know, I I think that that song (coughs) did not do enough. Like, I remember hearing it on King Mio while I was like going to San Francisco State at like one o'clock in the morning or something. And like every single night that song would come on. Um, But I never heard it like on the radio during the day. It wasn't popping like that. And maybe, maybe it's like you guys said, R&B was struggling at that time. Jagged Edge was struggling. But Damn, Ashanti and that song, that it does it for me. I would like to Yeah, no, I, I, I love that song too. I totally agree. A song that I really feel in my bones is I Remember by Keisha Cole. I love that song. Can you sing it? Yeah. I love I love, love. I love Should, should Let <laughs> You Go. He wants you to sing it. <laughs> um, I Should Have Cheated. I Should Have Cheated on You. Can you sing that? I like, love I Should Have Cheated. Yeah, no, um, I love I Should Have Cheated. <laughs> I should love it. Trust and believe. I mean, trust and believe. I changed for you. I changed. Wait, stop, everybody. I changed for you was a fucking underrated song. I I agree. I choose you was an underrated song. How did that go? I don't. I don't think I know that song. I'm not going. You're not going to catch me singing again. Just tell me the words. (laughs) I don't even know the words. (laughs) Why do you like the song? I it's not a song I've heard in a long it. time. That's yeah, not good. I mean, I obviously I changed my mind. Like we have to hear that. I was like that was like one of her earlier hits, right? Kanye. That was like her first big song. Oh right, right. Oh, that was on that BET Uncut. That's when BET Uncut was fucking lit. Like that was like it's in its final years. And Keisha Cole, I think that real that video and Kanye being in it was really what did it for her to like set her up on that track that she went on. Why was that video on Uncut? I have no idea, but that's the only place that I saw it before Keisha Cole got The only thing I remember from Uncut other than Tip Drill was that I Ain't Got No Panties on song. I Ain't Got No Panties. No, you know what? I remember (laughs) fucking, um, there's a meeting in my bedroom, bedroom, bedroom. Are you talking about Silk? Yes. (laughs) Silk was my shit. Yeah. No. I saw them live in concert. Of course. It was. Um, <laughs> Yo, what do you think? This is like off topic a little. What do you think is the best BT uncut video of all time? Tip drill. Tip drill. Gotta be tip I drill, right? No panties on. You got no panties on. That's tip, oh, tip no, drill. No, gotta no, be. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Tip drill is legendary, but I think Chingy's right there because Ooh, it was completely was different cra- from the actual crazy video. Too. Like, oh shit! What? I don't remember Uncut. Well, no, I kind of remember right there on it was a, It was up at 3 a.m. That's why you got that good skin, Leah. She wasn't up. She wasn't worried about the hood rat <laughs> shit. I, I remember uh, sometimes uh, me and D would be on the phone and we watch Uncut or we, I don't like or, or, or Comic View. We'd be listening to Comic View on the phone. And, and then D's mother would be like, Darren, get off the phone. <laughs> Oh That's my so god, funny. yeah, those were some fun times. <laughs> I remember that Jackie O video with the Ying Oh, I, Man, love I forgot Jackie all about o. that. Bro, I Jackie put her like, on my yeah, fucking Jackie. iPod and played her at all the parties. Ajane, if you're listening, shout out to Ajane. He had all the lit parties in high school and after high school, and we played that off of my iPod. I remember being the instant DJ at every party I went to, just plugging that shit in, like not asking any permission. So, Trey, wait, sorry, Trey, who did you think was going to win? If there was a winner? If there's a winner, Shiny's going to win. Her catalog's too deep. And you got to understand, a lot of a lot of winning and losing is all about perception. We all know Ashanti's songs. Not a lot of people know all of Keisha Cole's songs. 
So, so wait, also though, I mean, on verses, like, it does it count that songs that they've written, like whether they perform I them or hope not? Because because Ashanti, oh, because Ashanti can bring out all those J songs, right? Her pen will put right. her over the edge. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, if she can come out and say, "I wrote I'm real," well, oh, I forgot she wrote "I'm real." <laughs> yeah. You win. There was a lot of shady shit that happened around that time. That's crazy. I think the biggest uh, shock for me was the uh, Fab Aaliyah Aaliyah. Wow, uh, Ashanti and uh, Tamia switch where Tamia and Ashanti were like on the same song on different versions and they both were playing in different places. That was kind of crazy. And it's kind of crazy how similar they sounded because I really didn't know the difference. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. There's a version with only Ashanti. But then the version that we all got has the both of them. So weird. I'm so into classic record, by the way. For sure. Nobody, nobody really gives that record its flowers. Yeah, the only one who was ever getting paid, you know, the way they were supposed to for that record was probably just fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shanti to me was like, what's happening now? I, All right, well, uh, what's up? I was going to say, I felt like there was a time where we, like, the industry didn't really want Ashanti to be Ashanti. And then she was like, nah, I'm taking this. So. Um, I don't know if it was industry. I think it was just B came out swinging. Mm, yeah. She did. And it, when you think about industry, it's less industry and more Matthew Knowles. Right? <laughs> You're right. Because Matthew was behind those fucking strings, like really making shit happen for Beyonce. Because if you think about it, when Ashanti was out with, uh, not Baby, but the one before that, Foolish, uh, Beyonce's first hit that nobody likes to acknowledge was, it wasn't even a hit. Her first song as a solo artist was um, Dangerously in Work Love. It Out. And oh, it did well, not. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did not perform the way that they wanted to. I think Beyonce just always has had like this old soul, and that song was the shit for her. But nobody else was like, they were like, okay, we already watched Austin Powers, we're good. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, I, I don't see "Work It Out" as really being a single. I see it as being a movie single. It was a soundtrack single, not. Don't tell Beyonce that she was hanging <laughs> on to that as being that first single. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, sure. I love that song and I love the video and I thought she looked amazing in that video but I also saw that as that was an Austin Powers thing that wasn't a Beyonce I'm a solo artist thing because I would argue that like Dangerously in Love was her first solo single like it was under Destiny's Child but I don't hear nobody else vocal wait was Destiny's was I'm sorry Dangerously in Love came out before Crazy in Love yeah really on Destiny's Child album Oh shit! I definitely like. I remember seeing their name on it, but I thought it was like the same as like when Beyonce's name was on Check on it, and it was actually her and Kelly. And I thought it was just like a mix-up or something, or some writing credit thing. Well, that is that on verses. It looks like you guys have Ashanti over Keisha Cole. I am fighting for Keisha, so hopefully my girl comes through. It's not really like you can do anything different. We already know all the songs. I'm I'm just right, fighting for yeah. appreciation for you know what I mean. I want people to realize that oh shit, like. I had no idea about Shorty. Like, how can we get more involved with knowing about her? Like, what what essentials do we need to listen to? What playlist do we need to listen to? Because I feel like she's super duper underappreciated. Right. I think her family drama, her her life overshadowed any music. Like, I, I stopped checking for music from Keisha Cole. It was no longer interesting to me. 
Sad day. Sad Damn. day for Keisha coming from Leah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. That shit hurt my feelings. We still support you now. Seeing last night, who would your ultimate versus battle be between? Jay and Beyonce. You said Jay and Beyonce? Mm. Yeah, I'd like to see them battle each other. <laughs> on versus. <laughs> but because <laughs> I think that they're the only people who can go against each other in a versus. Like, I mean, we could say Jay and Nas, sure. But I think even Jay's kind of surpassed Nas to an you know, to a degree. Um, I think they're both, you know, at the top of the top, and that's I would like to see them. Now, if it's if we can get like a performance versus, I would like to see B and Bruno Mars. B and Bruno. Oh wow! I never even thought of putting those two together aside from the Super Bowl. Me neither. But that's they amazing. They are by far the two best performers I've ever seen. And I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see Michael Jackson live. But you know, Th- that's what I would do though. I would do you know unrealistically Michael Jackson B. I would like to see him like that. Well, my ultimate versus would be between um, a very interesting pair. Talk to me. Destiny's Child, DC3 versus Destiny's Child, DC4. DC4? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I knew you was going to do something like that. I mean, if you think about it, DC3 got the hits. They got Soldier. They got Can You Keep Up? They got this and that and all, everything in between. But DC4 is what really kicked it off with Survivor. Oh, not Survivor. Was Survivor technically DC3 or DC4? Survivor... Because DC3 got say my name too, but DC4 I yeah. think was no. no. So let's rewind. Um, say my name was the four. Oh, DC4 is lit, yeah, and they got bootylicious. <laughs> they got going crazy. crazy. Bills, 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 bugaboo. Oh, that's a wrap. No, no, no. Right. They got no, 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 no. Oh, well, yeah, there was a hit. Yeah, but that would be my versus. And I think, I don't know, it would just really be a battle between maturity versus like just being lit. And I think DC4 might have that one. Is that two albums each? Uh, no, I think it's three. No. I think it's three, think right? DC4 has more. Oh, oh, actually, no, I'm looking at songs. I don't know. What was the album with T-Shirt? Wait, there's a, oh, I think you said Too Short. I'm like, there was an album with Too Short? <laughs> T-Shirt. Sure. I'll look it up. So... Kind of piggybacking off all the stuff you guys were talking about. I think the ultimate versus would have to be Drake and Chris Brown. I think if you look at catalogs, if you look at the 10-year run, if you look at what the the average fan wants to see, um, if you look at just everything that encompasses a versus, I think that you have to put Chris Brown and Drake together. And I think it's an equal match, too. I think a lot of the verses have been a little lopsided. I think you can look at Chris Brown and you can look at Drake and you can say, okay, I don't know who, who's going to win this, John. I mean, so. I can kind of see that because, I mean, Drake started off as a rapper. Actually, he really started off singing, too. But he started off as a rapper and delved into the whole singing rap thing. And Chris did the opposite where he came out as a singer. And then after the Rihanna incident and he started dishing out those free mixtapes, he started tapping into his rap side, which Chris Brown is not a bad rapper, rapper singer. And they're along the same caliber in terms of like if they both went on tour, I think they'd sell out in every city that they went to. So, yeah, no, I I could see that. A a little tidbit for all the BDE, the squad, you know what I'm saying? If you guys want to really... Tap into Chris Brown. Check out Fan of a Fan Mixtape. I think that'll really show you who Chris Brown is and how great he really is. And I think it's unfortunate that the Rihanna 
incident kind of derailed his growth. But I think if that never would have happened, we would be talking about Chris Brown, how we talk about B. I feel almost bad calling it the Rihanna incident because it's like, no, you did something bad to Rihanna. I just don't know how to. Yeah, you did. No, he, he did something fucked up. You know what I mean? But uh, that incident really derailed his career. If that never would have happened, we would have been talking about Chris Brown, how we talk about B. I just don't understand why people still have to bring that up with him. She's moved on. And I think for us to keep rehashing it, it's almost a disrespect to her. Like, why are you continuing to make her a victim when she's publicly said, I'm not a victim. I don't want to be. Let's move on. Like, let's move on. I've personally moved on from it. I listen to Chris Brown. I like Chris Brown. He's actually one of my, he's in my top, he's in my top 10. But I just think that for whatever reason, this, the way society is now today, you can't be two things and you can't make mistakes, which is so weird. Cause if you look at Malcolm X, if you look at Tupac, if you look at Martin Luther King, I don't think they were surviving this era because they both made mistakes. And I don't know. I think it's just the way we're programmed and what social media tells us that you're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. Yeah, and I think it gets bought up way less now than it did originally. I think, just again, um, <clears throat> this was something that uh, was a pivotal point in his career and kind of changed the direction, um, whether it was good or bad. But he wasn't the commercial Chris Brown, which he was like training towards uh, back then before the incident. So that's all that is. Um, but if we're going into albums and people that we love and people that you know not even just r&b just whatever if you guys were on a 12 hour road trip this is like one of my random questions of the day if you were on a 12 hour road trip and only had three albums that you can listen to period by any artist in any genre what would those albums be it's super hard but i think i think i got it i think so who are yours I hope this is a judgment-free zone, guys. So you know what I mean. It definitely is not. But go ahead. Um, I think the first album would be um, "A Marie All My Life." Safe, okay. You said what? I said that's safe, okay. Um, the second album would be Drake Views, okay. And um, I think just for me, I think uh, it'd be it'd be a right. Trey Songs album. <laughs> just kidding. It, I mean, you know. Like what what can I, I like what I like. Though. Like what? What? Which one? Ready? It'd be ready. It'd have to be ready. Ready. I really love that album. That's the one with his. Uh, I don't know why this is like the identifier for me, but I'm like that's the one with his shirt off, right? The gray and white, <laughs> the gray cover. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the one with yeah. You could listen to each of those albums roughly four times in a twelve-hour span. I could. <laughs> okay. I, I love those albums. I see you judging me though. I'm not judging. I'm <laughs> no, you are. You are. <laughs> she's just. She's just clarifying. I just <laughs> want to clarify. I'm not judging. We're on a road trip. I want to can, clarify. And you were the DJ. Can I? Can I? Can I throw in another one too that I like? No. Okay. So, De'Aaron, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, mine. Uh, so I have three albums, obviously. Uh, one, I feel like not a lot of people listen to, but you should because it's such a lit. It's not even an album technically. It's an EP, but. LMA is ready mm-hmm. like from start to finish even like all the transitions everything that like EP I keep calling it an album because it feels like an album but that 
that project is really, really, really good. And I listened to that shit for like a whole damn summer driving like Uber and shit. So I'm sure I can get through a 12 hour road trip with just that album alone. But uh, throwing YG My Crazy Life. I didn't even that think album of that. Was lit. That album was lit. Should have got a Grammy, but you know, lit, lit, lit. Whoever Ghost wrote for him on that album, good job. Because he definitely has not sounded like that since uh, that <laughs> album on any other album. So great, great, great. Uh, and album number three would be Homecoming, the live album mm. by Beyonce. It's 40 tracks of everything I fucking need from Beyonce. <laughs> and it's so many. I think that's like at least like an hour or so. So, yeah, that that covers my online performance or my uh, <laughs> in-car smart, performance. <laughs> right. And we're good to go. Yeah, um, that's smart. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think of that. I was trying to think of a B album, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and because like the B album I love the most is like the least amount of songs. <laughs> so What's like, that? B day. So oh like, yeah, that is yeah. Smart. I was definitely gonna say B day, but then I, I was looking at her albums. I was like, oh, homecoming. Duh. Right. Um, so I'm I'm still stuck because the the one the only one that I could for sure like yes 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 is Baduism Erica Badu. Um, well, I like I, that pick. I like that. I can listen to that anytime, any place, any day, and it puts me in a great mood. Um, it got really stuck because I'm like I I am like I've been saying I'm a really R and B person. I can listen to slow jams the whole time, whatever. Like that's just who I am. But I if I'm driving for twelve hours, I need I need a rap album. <laughs> and I was stuck on who could I listen to over and over. And I didn't think YG. And that's yeah. I actually did take a road trip and I did listen to YG. <laughs> um, so I'm not mad at that. Um, I got torn between either College Dropout or the Black Album. And I think I'm siding more so with the Black Album. And I could probably do that a few times in a 12-hour span. Um, what was on the Black Album again? Change Clothes, Lucifer, oh. Encore, Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Um, got it. Hella Songs. Um, public yep. Service Announcement is that what the song is called. Is that the Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself? My name is Ho. Yeah. yeah. H to the O-V. Or the emancipation of Mimi, and there's no skips for me on that. So, uh, it's probably it's it's one of those. Yeah, part of me wanted to say like lemonade, but I just feel like you would just go off on like this whole emotional trip <laughs> that you really didn't even need. So I left that off. But I couldn't listen to lemonade like more than once in a twelve-hour span. Like I just maybe twice, or maybe a couple songs more than once. But like, I mean. You know, if we say that each, you know, each album is roughly an hour, like we're going to be hearing this four times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not listening to Lemonade four times. I'll be angry by the time we get to the destination. (laughs) 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 I'll be pissed. (laughs) What's up, nigga? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's funny. Well, no, that's super interesting. I mean, I'm I'm really surprised I didn't pick any like Nicki Minaj albums because that's just what I do. But when I think about it, I'm really more into I I'm into all her albums, but really uh, so much more into all her verses. So hopefully they can put like a, a best of like how long do you have to be in your career before you get like a best of like album? I think she's right there. She's ten years. Well, they should do that. She's over ten years. Matter of fact, that's she like over ten years. Bag right there. She th- she like thirteen she like thirteen or fourteen years actually. That's an easy bag. Oh shit! 
if if I was going if I was going to pick, and this is super random, but if I was going to pick a Nicki Minaj um, road trip album, it'd be a mixtape, and it'd be "Beam Me Up, Scotty." I don't know if I've ever actually heard the whole "Beam Me Up, Scotty." To be honest, you fucking up because "Beam Me Up, Scotty" is that shit. Is that the one that had the little bitty piggy? Yeah, itty yeah, itty bitty piggy. It's got um, go it, 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 go crazy. It's also got um, I ain't know um, I, I ain't something about the president live in D.C. Something like that. I didn't know I was Nikki Lewinsky. That John slaps too. The whole the whole thing is go crazy. Yeah, if I was gonna choose a mixtape for a road trip, I'd do No Ceilings, uh, Lil Wayne. See, that's where you're wrong. You would do the drought too, Lil Wayne. Why would you not do you lo- No Ceilings? <laughs> you would do the drought. Why not No Ceilings? No Ceilings slap. You, you, no, you you definitely do. I'm, jo- I'm joking with you, dude. You definitely do No Ceilings. I would do the drought too. Word. If I had to do a mixtape, it's probably something by Kehlani. Oh, you know what? Hell yeah. Yeah. Because what's the, the one with the, what is that? Fuck all these niggas. That was a mixtape, right? Yep. Yes. What was that mixtape? I think so. Was it? Was that a mixtape or was that her album? It felt like an album, but it was a mixtape because her debut album was the one that I love, and that was a crazy, sweet, sexy, savage, sweet, sexy, savage. Yes, I keep saying crazy, sexy, cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No. Oh, that's a good album. Hmm. Oh, it is a good album. Why did I think of that? Crazy Sexy Cool is a great album. Crazy Sexy Cool is a amazing album. Like, Especially like start to finish. Like it's a good album. Yes, I don't yeah. know. That might have to be my number three. I that didn't. Should I, be your number three. I love you. You should be here. I didn't know that was a mixtape. Yes, you should be yeah, here. Yeah, that a was mixtape. I love that mixtape. But that first album from her was amazing. Underrated. I keep saying underrated just because I personally haven't heard a lot of people talking about it and like hyped about it like I have been. But I've played that album a lot. Like there are certain R&B albums that I play all the time. It's that one. It's Frank Ocean's Channel Orange. It's um, LMA's like Ready. So yeah, it's definitely it's one of those ones that's up there, and it should have been like front of my mind. So shame on me. I think if if we're talking mixtapes, I'm throwing Kehlani in there. She's on my list. Yeah, but in I had terms no idea of, like, it was a mixtape, but I could do my that one third too. Pick TLC might be it. There you go. I think that wraps us up for the week because looking at the time, we got a versus battle to get to, baby. Well, is it is it still hot popping? Is it still <laughs> is who? It oh, happen? right. Oh, yeah. According to Trey, somebody has coronavirus now, so maybe or maybe not. So we shall see. But until then, baby, we are out. Well, it turns out there was not a versus battle to look forward to that night because it got postponed till next month because of the Rona. But baby, as we speak, as I'm editing 10 minutes ago, guess what just came across my phone? The next versus battle. Guess who it's between? E40, too short, Battle of the Bay. I know a lot of y'all don't care, but listen, baby, I'm from the Bay and I love this shit. This is Christmas for me and I am very, 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 very excited. This is going to be lit. It's going to be lit for everybody involved. It's going to be lit for everybody watching. I'm excited. We're going to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about everything else. And until then, I need you guys to follow me at Diero on Instagram and go to the website, bigdopeenergy.com. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and we will get this shit started next week. Battle of the Bay. Battle of the Bay. Battle of the Bay. Peace out.